Exodus chapter 3. It's where we're going to be in the reading of God's Word tonight. I want to give you a thought real quickly. Glad you come out tonight. Glad uh, you didn't lay out of church to watch the Super Bowl. Didn't get no amens but one on that. <laughs> if you get done real quick, preacher, we get home and watch the Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong in watching the Super Bowl. I'm not against the Super Bowl, but I'm all about honoring God and, and doing what we can for Him. That's why they make these DVRs and things now to record stuff with. And uh, we're glad that you're here tonight, but I'm most impressed and glad tonight of what God is doing in your life and here at the church. We need the Word of God. Amen. Amen. We need to know what thus saith the Word of God. If you found your place in Exodus chapter 3, let's stand for the reading of God's Word tonight. We'll break in about the first verse. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standeth is what? I'm glad we're in the presence of God tonight. We're on holy ground in this house tonight. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cries by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. Hallelujah. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land unto a land and a large, unto a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Persegicites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses, listen, said unto God, Who am I? 
Listen to that statement. Who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Listen to this. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. (laughs) And this shall be a token which means right here in this parable, this uh, part of Scripture, which means a sign. This shall be a sign unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Let us pray. Father, I ask you right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, in my mind, is revelated, Lord, with your scriptures and what you want for your people tonight. Speak through these stammering lips, God, that your message will go out and speak to the hearts tonight, Lord. May I be able to deliver what you spoke to me so many days ago, Lord, to your people tonight. For we ask this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. you can be seated tonight. Verse 13, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your father hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And I'm telling you tonight, the I am has sent me to bring you this message tonight. I don't know what you're going through. But I want to tell you tonight, God is wanting to change your circumstances. He's wanting to help you tonight, and that's what I want to preach on, changing your circumstances. We see here in this chapter how God has called Moses and asked him to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of this bondage that they've been in so long. I'm talking about a people that have been oppressed uh, uh, through all this slavery and all these things that they've had to go through. They've suffered many, many days, many years, and they're wore out. They're tired of seeing their families die. They're tired of going through the suffering. They need some relief. And I'm glad that when people get uh, weighed down and need some relief, I'm I'm glad that God has called good men to go out and preach the gospel and to bring the good news to people and let them know He's going to change their circumstances if they'll listen to what thus saith the Word of God. Amen. Today I've been preaching and trying to encourage you and help you and tell you what thus saith the Word of God, tell you how you can break the chains that the devil has put in your life. But tonight the Lord is wanting me to tell you He can change your circumstances. But there's a few things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and let God change those circumstances. Number one, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid for God to change your circumstance. I don't know what's going on in your life. It ain't for me to know, but I'm going to tell you what God has told me. He told me to tell you, don't be afraid. 
You just, need to, you just need to trust him and don't be afraid. Over in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. These times I've had to trust the Lord when it did not make any sense to me, and it went against everything that I wanted to do. But there have been times that I say, You know what, Lord? You're the Lord of lords and King of kings. I'm just going to trust trust you Lord that you know what you're doing and I'm going to follow you and you know what God does he can take care of the problem <laughs> he can lead me in all ways of truth and righteousness if I will follow him amen brother David it doesn't matter what you go through in your life God will uh, help you he can change your circumstances if things get too bad in your life brother Brian he can make a way where there is no way for your family when you don't even know what to do and you say God I don't know what I'm going to do with these circumstances maybe these kids are driving me crazy financially Lord I can't do it but I'm glad he owns the cattle of the thousand hills. He owns every foundation a bank has ever been built on. I'm glad there'll be no money in heaven. But he's the king of kings and lord of lords. He can change your circumstances even if it is financial. God can meet your every need. No matter what we do in our life, we need to honor God and don't be afraid. I thought so many times in our life as a young married couple and we were taught early in our marriage about tithing and, and honoring God through our tithing. And you start talking about money, people will start drawing up real quick. And you know, we can go all the way back into, over into Genesis and see Abraham, uh, how he was a good steward of what God put in his life. And he wanted to give that tenth unto the Lord. And, and when we first got married and God began to bless our lives and I was working for $3 an hour and she was making uh, $3 an hour. And, and we thought, man, six dollars an hour where we're going to do good we're finally going to be able to go out and eat and do some things six dollars an hour man we're going to live like kings if you don't know what that's like i'm going to tell you what you young people when you get married you'll find out what it's like now today these young people they're making 15 16 18 dollars an hour driving brand new trucks they want everything brand new right off the bat but i had to start from the bottom i worked my way all the way up I drove those rusty vehicles and those beat-up vehicles and those LTDs that were uh, forest green with the vinyl green top, four-door, all the way. And I drove every one of them, was glad to have it, and drove it down the road. But I couldn't be afraid. I had to trust the Lord that he was going to make a way. He did make a way for us. But right off the bat, we decided in our young married life that we were going to honor God. And I said, what do we need to do? And she said, we, need, we just need to figure out what God says in his word. So we got in his word. We began to study about being a good steward of what God was going to do for us. So I thought about that $6 an hour. And I thought about the 10% out of that $6 an hour. And I thought, oh my, that's a major sacrifice and I could feel the Holy Spirit saying don't be afraid just trust me and every time we would tithe on that money we never missed a dollar of it you mean God just poured money out of heaven for you no but he always made a way never missed a meal 32 years married to my sweetheart never missed a meal never sat somewhere hungry Wondering how we were going to eat. I'm talking about a miracle working God that could change my circumstances no matter what it was. 
I may not have had the best car that everybody else had. I may not have had the fine home. I may not be wearing designer clothes, but I've never missed a meal. God made a way for me every time I needed something. God made a way. I wasn't afraid to trust him. That's what happens to us when we get afraid. I've had so many people say, well, I just can't afford to give. You know what you ought to do? You ought to pray to God, help you get to a place you can't afford to give. You may be in a place right now that you can't afford to give a penny. You've got your bills so high, you've got your commitment so high, it takes every dollar that you need to, get, to pay all your bills and to survive. And that's what you should do. You should be taking care of what's put in your hands and be responsible for that. But you need to give God what His is first. I said give it to Him first. I said give it to Him first. Amen. This is free from heaven. This ain't even part of what I was studying. I'm talking about not being afraid to let him change your circumstances. And when we committed to that and we said, you know what, we're going to do that no matter what. When that pay comes in, you know, if it's $400, we're going to take $40 of it and we're going to give it to God. Well, I could use that $40 for gas. I could use that to buy lunch. I promise you, if you'll not be afraid to trust God with the circumstances you're in and say, God, there it is, you'll never miss a lunch. You'll never miss the gallon of gas. God will make a way for you and provide for you every single thing that you need. God will provide for you. I'm talking from experience. I'm telling you tonight, most pastors, most preachers will not preach on tithe and talk about money. But I'm obligated of God to tell you tonight, don't be afraid for God to change your circumstances. Pull your wallet out and say, God, it all belongs to you anyhow. What do you want me to do? And give unto the Lord. Now, when you make $400 and you give 40 of it, that's not bad. That don't hurt that bad. You can get in that wallet and... $40, that ain't bad. That's two twenties. We'll throw that in the plate. That's fine. But God bless you. I mean, whew, he bless you. Bless you with $4,000. Now what do we do? It ain't $40 no more. Now we're looking at 10% and we're going, now wait a minute. Lord, that, that, that $40, you know, I was willing to give that, but you know, $400, Wait a minute, Lord. I said, wait a minute. I don't know about this. You want your circumstances to change? You're going to trust God. You're going to have to not be afraid to give to the Lord whatever it takes. And that's what we do. Do you give out of, out of your necessity or do you give out of the freedom of your heart? Is it because you want to honor God or do you want to hoard it all up? Think about that tonight. Why? As I've done contracting over the years and one week I wouldn't make no money, I'd have to ride to the next weekend. Then I'd make a big old payday. Then the next week after that, I'd make a little payday. Three more weeks, I wouldn't make no money. Then I'd make another little payday and then another big payday. But during that whole time, I was giving to the Lord. When that money came in, I got to thinking about Abraham. Got to thinking about all these scriptures and what God told us about being a good steward of our money. 
And it makes me afraid a little bit because I got a family to take care of. I've got a daughter getting ready to graduate high school and go to college, and I ain't got a clue how much I might have to pay. Do I need to save that money? What do I need to do with that money? The Lord said, Trust me. Don't be afraid. I'll make a way where you don't even see it right now. If you'll not be afraid to commit to the Lord, He will not hold nothing back from you. But where we get in trouble is when we hold back on God. Here we see Moses, God speaking to him, saying, I need you to go to Pharaoh, and you tell Pharaoh that you're going to bring my people out and deliver them from under his bondage. Who am I, Lord? Who am I to do this? He was afraid. He's afraid to come up towards that king. Maybe you're afraid to die. He ain't asked you to go take 2.4 million people out of a place and deliver them into another country. He ain't asked you to do that, but maybe he's asked you to be faithful. Maybe he's asked you to make a commitment here at the church. Maybe he wants you to teach a Sunday school. Maybe he wants you to sing a song. Maybe he just wants you to testify and say, I'm glad to be saved. I heard somebody here tonight just say, I'm just glad to be saved. I don't take no effort at all. I'm glad to be saved. Well, I don't never say nothing. It don't hurt nothing to say, I'm glad to be saved. Don't be afraid to let God change your circumstances. You may feel like that you're in this routine. This is what I do. This is who I am. But how about let's step outside of that and be that good steward of your finances. Be that good steward of the worship service. Be the one that be willing to step up for God. And don't be afraid. Number two, have faith. You need to have faith that God is in control. Am I not right, preachers? We need to have faith. The problem is, is we don't act on the little bit of faith that was given to us when we got saved. The scriptures teach us that every one of us receive a measure of faith. I mean, a measure of faith, a little faith. I got this little pen at the house that's got a mustard seed in it. I usually wear it every now and again on my lapel. I wear it sometimes. The Bible talks about if we got the faith, a grain of a mustard seed, the grain of a mustard seed, we could speak unto the mountain and tell it to get out of the way and then move. Now, that's not talking about going out here and looking at this mountain back here and say, get out of the way, mountain. But I'm talking about circumstances in your life. If we'll walk by faith and trust God, God can move those out of our way if we'll honor Him. But what happens is we're afraid to have faith. What if God really does want me to do that? I I don't know if I could do that or not. I have preachers come to me sometimes, young preachers, they'll say, I'm scared to death to do what I feel like God's wanting me to do. And it puts a little chuckle inside me because I remember what it was like being there. And you're scared to death. You haven't preached that much. And God's got on you. And you can see God's power in your life. And you realize what he wants to do in your life. And you're scared out of your mind. And you really ain't got the faith to trust him. But if you'll turn loose and let God change your circumstances, there's some supernatural things that will happen in your life. I'm talking supernatural. Completely out of your comfort zone. He'll do things in your life that you never expected. Has God not led you places that you never think you'd be? Has he ever asked you to do things you didn't think you'd ever do? God can do that if, you'll don't, if you won't be afraid. 
that you'll have faith. In Romans 1.17, he said, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. If we're justified by the Lord and through his blood, we walk by faith. Just because you can touch it and feel it, a lot of times that brings us comfort. As long as we can pull our checkbooks out and look at the checking account and we'll say, we're good. But it's that time when they ain't nothing in there and you know all this stuff is coming and you got all this responsibility coming and then the Lord says, I want you to give $100 to somebody, so-and-so. Lord, I've only got $120 left, but I want you to give $100 to Brother Earl. Well, Brother Earl don't need no $100. Look at him. That man is loaded. What's he need $100 for? The Lord said, give him $100. And if y'all want to give him $100 tonight, you can do that. <laughs> Trying to help you out, brother. But I'm talking about real faith. When God asks you to do something supernatural that you wouldn't normally do. I'm going to challenge every one of you tonight. You won't expect this one. But next Sunday, we got some folks driving a long ways to come and sing and minister to you just to be a blessing. I wonder what you'll do. Come in here and shout on credit. Woo, that was good. Go to the house. <laughs> Offering plate come by. And what are you going to do? Boy, it's getting quiet in here tonight. <laughs> a lot of times, God will work through this. There was times on the road, Brother Earl, we wouldn't know how we'd get to the next church if the people hadn't blessed us. We'd go and sing. We'd put the last drop of fuel, last penny we had in fuel, and our equipment, in our, in our vans or our bus, whatever we was in, it'd be the last one. Click, click, click. That's it. That's every dime we had. We didn't have no money to buy no food. We didn't have, but we was going to minister for the Lord. Am I not right? And we get in them old buses, them old vans, and head down the road, try to be a blessing to somebody. Not afraid, having faith. And you know what? He said, I'll go with you all the way. I'll make a way where there is no way. And we believed his word and we trusted him on his word. So we went for the Lord. Amen. We get up and sing about Jesus, shout and praise the Lord. People get saved. It'd be the awfulest time you ever seen. We'd have a good time. I remember being in Ohio. We had $1,800 worth of bills due for our ministry. We went to Ohio, put the last $300 I think we had in the bus tank. Diesel fuel. And the women packed bologna sandwiches and all this stuff, and we eat bologna and all this good stuff going up the road, chips, I mean, all over the place. We, we was doing good. 
We sang three appointments in two days and got back in the bus, heading down the road, headed back home to that 40-hour work week and hit the middle of the Sunday night, 10 hours home. We're going to be late getting to work, but we're going back. And we sung for the Lord. We'd had a good time. And the ladies was on the bus, and I looked right over, and right there sits one of them and counted the money. And I said, how much money we got? She said, you'll never believe it. The, the church that took us out and fed us and, and we was all so full we couldn't eat another bite and, and, and sent food back with us and everything else. I said, how much money we got? She said, we have got $1,800 exactly. And the bus is full of fuel and we're full of food. And I said, praise the Lord. You know what that done? That caused us not to be afraid and we had faith to go the next weekend. I'm talking about real stuff, guys. I'm talking about how he'll change your circumstances if you'll take a step of faith and trust him. Our problem is, is we won't trust him. Now, I've been radical for two and a half years here. A lot of you just think that, and I know you do. But I've seen things that God wants to do here at Vickers Chapel that will blow your mind. If we'll be willing to trust God... Have faith, not be afraid, and step out on faith. God will bring the people we need. God will bring the time we need. We'll build when we need. We'll have two services when we'll need. We'll do exactly what God wants if we'll be willing to not be afraid and let him change these circumstances. When I got here to Vickers, there were 34 people on the roll and about 20-some people attending the church. Some were give and take in that number. And we didn't know what was going to happen. But we come to trust God. And I'm not about numbers. It's good to see everybody here tonight. It was good to ha see the house full this morning. I was, I was just about ready to start asking some of you all to come and sit in the choir because people couldn't find a place to see. Ain't that a sit down? Ain't that wonderful? You know how that happened? We're not afraid to change our circumstances. I'm not afraid to get up out of my seat and come up here and sit out. I'll let people come right here and sit. Well, I thought that's a pastor's seat. You can come right here and sit if you want to. Especially any visitor that comes in this house can come sit right here. If they want to sit right here, I'll let them sit right here. You know what I'd do if I was you? Next Sunday, I'd be looking around. Somebody needs a seat, I'd jump up and come up here. There's 35 seats up here. You can sit in any one of these seats right here. And you watch what's going on. Watch the Lord move in this place. It'll be wonderful. Change your circumstances. Get out of your comfort zone. You all that are here tonight, many of you all have taken a step of faith. And you've stepped out of your comfort zone. Things that you're in, things that you're doing, you're trying to follow God. You better hold on. God's fixing to do something in your life. When you have the faith to trust Him, he said, try me and see if I'm not good. He'll make a way, I'm telling you. He'll make a way tonight. Man, I hear wheels rolling tonight. And he'll make a way for you. But you've got to be willing to trust him. In James chapter 2, verse 18, he said, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith. By my works. <laughs> I can holler how much faith I've got all day long, but I need to put some legs on it. Amen. 
You can tell me you love me all day long, but you know what? I need to see it. I can tell you I love you all day long, but you need to see it. When your children are sick, I'm going to do my best to come see you. When you're sick, I'm going to try to visit you. I'm going to try to be there for you. I'm going to call you on the phone. When you got pneumonia, I'm definitely going to call you on the phone. <laughs> when you got the flu, I'm going to text you and call you on the phone. But I'm going to check on you. I'm going to do what I can for you and help you. But I'm only one man. We've all got to work together in this thing. Get out of your comfort zone. Do something for the Lord. Have faith. You know, Brother David works in a rescue squad, and he's got to get out of his comfort zone a lot. He gets calls and goes out on these things, these wrecks and different... This is not the same old thing all the time, is it, brother? It's something different all the time. And he's got to be ready at a moment's notice to adapt to that situation. He can't be afraid. He's got to be, have faith in his training, and he knows what he needs to do. How about you tonight? As children of God, members of Vicar's Chapel, what are you going to do when the Lord wants you to do something here? Are you just going to sit back and say, well, Brother Aaron can do it. The pastor can do it. What about you? You've got talent. You've got a calling on your life. We're all called to be disciples for the Lord. Our problem is we're afraid to get out of our circumstance of change. We love no change. Let's keep it this way. Let's not change. Let's be real quiet. When everybody does something, don't clap, don't say nothing, just sit real still. Brother Greg will do all of our hollering, hooping for us. You know, let's wait on Brother Greg, see what he does. If Brother Greg does something, then I'll do something. If he'll run, I'll be right after him. We should never be that way. We should be willing to be the first one to say, yes, Lord, I'll be the one. I'll raise my hand, Lord. I'll testify, Lord. I'll sing, Lord. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Lord, I'll sing for you. I'll do whatever you want, Lord. I'll be the first one. I don't want to get complacent, Lord. Change this circumstance that I am, this dead state that I'm in. Lord, make me alive. Like the Bible's talking about Moses took that step of faith to bring the children of Israel out. He didn't want to do it. He used every excuse in the world. He even used the excuse, I can't even talk plain. Uh, send somebody else that could do a better job. But God picked him. And God has picked you to be where you're at tonight. What are you going to do? Are you going to be afraid? In my last scripture tonight, number three, he wants you to have courage. He wants you to have, to be courageous, to be brave. It'll take something to be that way, but you can do it. I promise you tonight, you can do it. If you can walk an aisle and confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's nothing you can't do. I said there's nothing you can't do. You can step up for Him. You can do things for Him. You can work for Him. You can honor Him and be strong for Him. Joshua 1, 7 says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe and to do accordance to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee until not from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. God will bless you 
if you'll take that step of faith. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Don't be afraid. Have faith. Be courageous. Be brave to honor His Word. This week, some of you all may be challenged to stand for Christ. What are you going to do? Are you going to back down? Are you going to say, wait a minute. I'll call Brother Gary. He can take care of that. He's good at that. He, he, he'll talk to anybody. He can do it. I might not be available. You're the one God's picked for the hour, for the moment. Can you have faith to step out of that circumstance that you're in at that moment and do the works of God? Now, you've got to think, as I come to a close, Moses is on the backside of the desert working for his father-in-law. I know what that's like. I've been, I lived in Hurley when we first got married. That's the backside of the world. <laughs> I worked for my father-in-law. <laughs> I'll never forget he had me move a pile of cinder blocks from one spot to another. I moved that whole stack of blocks all the way over, got down to the last two blocks, carrying them 12-inch blocks, threw them up on top of that thing like that, and left my thumb in the middle of it. And I mean, he busted that thumb wide open. And I'm standing there like, and he said, go ahead and cry because I'm going to if you don't. <laughs> I said, if it would help, I would. That was the most painfulest thing in the world. But here, here Moses is, working for his father-in-law, and God calls him. And you may be somewhere tomorrow doing things that you never expected to be doing, and God just speak to you right out of the blue. Say, I need you to be a witness to this person. They're hurting, and they need encouragement. What are you going to do? Are you going to take the time to go over to them and ask them how they're doing? Say, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a child of God, and I just feel in my spirit that, that you're hurting, and I want you to know I'm going to be praying for you. Well, could you pray for me right now? What are you going to do? Well, I'll, you know, I'll, what's your name? I'll give it to my pastor and he'll pray for it. No, you need to pray right then. I said right then. It may be right in the middle of Walmart. What are you going to do? Pray right then. I've prayed for men right on the job. Well, you don't know about my job. They don't allow that kind of thing. Our work is for the Lord. We've got to be bold and stand up for the Lord. I'm not asking you to get fired, but I don't think God would put you in that kind of position. He knows you've got to take care of your family and what you've got to do. But if he put you there, he'll make a way for you. Don't be afraid. Have courage and trust the Lord as we stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.